You're listening to We Need to Talk About Sam, a podcast where a Supernatural superfan and a Supernatural newbie discuss every single episode of the hit CW show. And this week, we will be covering Season 3, Episode 4, Sin City. I'm Kenzie. I'm Haley. And we need to talk about Sam. do this i like this episode it's a good episode yeah, it, i totally forgot most of this episode <laughs> yeah, i've forgotten most of the episode i'd forgotten good chunks of it too like i forgot how it starts i remembered the hot demon lady yeah so she's hard to forget part she's hard to forget <laughs> casey is played by the gorgeous and talented sasha beris is i think how you say her last name i'm not sure on that but she's fabulous I love her. She does a great job. Did that actor that played the Reverend guy seemed familiar? Um, Robert Curtis Brown. I feel like he's been a sitcom dad before. He probably has. I feel like we had this conversation. Um, maybe we didn't. Movies and TV shows. That's what I want. Oh, he's he's the Sharpay's dad in high school. In high school, school musical, too. that's it. <laughs> the Sharpay and Ryan's dad. Yeah, that's how I know. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he's in Spider Man Three. Who does he play he's in Spider Man Three? Three. Oh, cast. I forget Bruce Campbell's in Spider Man Three too. That's the guy that they were originally the consider- considering to play on. Um, John Winchester post. Uh, he may not even be in the. Maybe he was just a random. Yeah, he must have such a small role that he just doesn't show up in the Google thing. If I go to the. Um, all cast and crew. That's who we're looking for. What's his name? I've already forgotten it. Robert Curtis Brown. Wow, Willem Dafoe's real far down the list. I think it might be order of appearance, so. There he is. Test site technician. He's a test site technician. (laughs) He doesn't even have a name. Test site technician. I don't even know what I like him, too. He does a really good job. Also, he's hot. I don't see it, but really? I'm, I'm gay, so I don't know. <laughs> I am kind of gay. I'm queer. I just consider myself queer. I don't know. He's nice looking. He has a strong jaw. He has a nice smile. It's Sharpay's I like his dad. Hair. I well, I you see him, him as Sharpay's dad, but I see him as a priest, and I have a priest king. <laughs> a little bit. It's usually a news. Sam. This is news to me. It's usually a priest Sam kink, but, you know. 
I don't discriminate. No. <laughs> well, fathers look out. <laughs> I'm not, I've never even been in a Catholic church. I know nothing about Catholicism. Though, oh, I think he's, I think this, this priest is Catholic. Uh, my friends were having a conversation about whether or not Pastor Jim is Catholic. Um, pastor, then they were, they were like, well, pastor's not usually a term used for, like, Catholic priests. They go by father, mm-hmm. you know? So we're like, they came to the conclusion that he's probably Lutheran. <laughs> Which past, one? Pastor Jim. Oh, yeah. He's the one that Meg kills at the beginning of, um, sacrifice. All right, let's get into this. Um... I didn't take any notes on the recap because both times I watched it, Netflix didn't play the recap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did they not have one for this? No, one? there is one. It just didn't play it. Um, which is dumb. Very dumb. But we... So, I don't know what the recap is about. <laughs> we skipped it by accident. But we, we open on a church late at night and there's a, a nun putting books in the pews. Um, when a, a wind kind of blows through and blows out some candles before she's startled by, uh, Father Gill, um, who gives her a, a book that she missed and then tells her that he'll walk her to her car. Um, but as they, before they can even, like, get very far down the aisle, they look up to see a man, um, who Father Gill calls Andy, up on the, like, balcony, and he tells Father Gill that God isn't with them, um, and even if he is, he, he won't do anything or something along those lines. And then he shoots himself in the head and I forgot that's how this episode starts. <laughs> and the, and genuinely... the nun lets out this blood curling oh scream. Oh my god. She killed it. <laughs> Very dramatic scream. She did great. Um, <laughs> but I genuinely, like, I was watching this episode last night and I was like, whoa, hello, okay, <laughs> let's get right into that. <laughs> And then we get our splash screen and we jump to Bobby's house where Dean and Bobby are working on restoring the cult. Uh, Sam comes in and tells them that he's found some demonic omens uh, and two unusual deaths in Elizabethville, Ohio. Um, there's the, the guy from the cold open and then a guy who went crazy in a hobby shop and got... I don't remember if he got caught, like, taken down by the cops, or if he was killed by the cops. I can't remember. I think he's dead. I'm pretty sure he's dead. Um, but <laughs> Dean is very upset that they're going to Ohio. He says, there's gotta be a demon or two in South Beach. <laughs> Poor Dean. Um, Sam kind of asks how things are going with the cult, and Bobby says the cult's not really good for anything right now except, uh, like, revealing... Like, what makes it tick? And then Sam's like, well, what makes it tick? And Bobby gives him this look that's like, if I knew, I would tell ya. <laughs> and then Dean has to poke the bear a little more and uh, ask if the cult will be ready by that afternoon for them to leave. <laughs> and Bobby's like, um... Bobby says, well, I don't know if it'll kill a demon, but I can guarantee it'll kill you or something like that. And there's just like a a gentle like fondness in this whole little interaction that I love. I love Bobby and the boys together. I love when they fuck with Bobby a little bit. This is, that's the kind of thing that they never would have said to John. Like they never would do that shit around John, you yeah. know? But Bobby's the like, the, the... The fun dad. <laughs> John's the, the strict uncle. dad. Bobby's the fun dad. 
Um, so the boys drive to Ohio. Um, and posing as insurance agents, they go to speak to Father Gill, who takes them to where uh, Andy's suicide happens, or happened, and he tells them that Andy was a devout churchgoer, but he stopped coming about two months ago. Um, around that same time, the whole town just seemed to change, and he says it's like people stopped caring. Um, and Sam asks um, if Father Gill knew the other guy, the guy from the hobby shop who I think is unnamed. I don't know, Sam may have named him, but I don't remember his name. He wasn't important. We didn't see him. <laughs> He's not memorable. He was important to someone. Not to us. <laughs> <laughs> um, Harsh. <laughs> um, Father Gill's like, yeah, I knew him, and Sam asks if he went through a, a similar change. Father Gill's like, yeah, actually, now that I think about it, yeah, that did happen. Um... So the boys, as they leave, they speculate it could be possession. Sam points out that two months ago is when the Devil's Gate opened. Specifically, he says, when we opened the Devil's Gate, Sam, <laughs> do not make me come over there and knock some sense into you, because you did not open that freaking gate. Last time I checked, it was not Sam or Dean that turned to that freaking, like, gun key in the lock. <laughs> They were trying Not to them. close the gate. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. He's letting, I think he's letting what, what Kubrick said go to his head a little bit. That, like, by them not being able to stop it, that means they're responsible for it. Or maybe by him not having killed Jake, that somehow makes him responsible for Jake's actions afterwards. That's not how this works, Sam. Oh my god. <laughs> um, so it goes, the boys go to a motel. Dean likes the uh, mirrors on the ceiling. <laughs> um, they, but as they're arriving, they run into Richie, uh, a hunter Dean has worked with before. Richie is a treat. <laughs> he's quite the personality. He's great. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know where he's supposed to be from. Somewhere. It definitely has like a New York or New Jersey accent. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, Brooklyn, New York. Oh, yeah. They met in Brooklyn. Yeah. Okay, so he's probably from New York. Um, he is fabulous. <laughs> I love him. He's a scumbag, but he's the kind of scumbag that you just can't help but be a little bit fond of, you know? <laughs> he, has a, he has a sex worker with him. He says, this is my sister, Cheryl. And then he pays her, and she walks away. And they, Dean and him both, like, watch her go because they're perverts um and then she said and then he says stepsister what is this <laughs> porn hub <laughs> good lord that's what i was thinking too what he said <laughs> oh my god i'm toasty i'm so cold oh well you can wear my jacket then because i'm uh, warm there you go thanks <laughs> i'm quite warm <laughs> i don't have a a um the back of this chair is real hot. If you want to turn, you make it a little bit of the heat. That's my foot. Boop. <laughs> um, so the boys invite Richie in. Uh, he tells them, or Dean tells Richie, he's like, you remember what I told you? Like, you're not cut out for hunting. You're going to get yourself killed. Uh, Richie's like, nah. <laughs> and he tells Dean, words hurt. <laughs> 
Um, Dean's not wrong. Spoilers. Um, but he tells Sam and Dean that he hasn't found anything to do with demons. Um, but and they're like, well, is there anybody else who kind of matches the description of like Andy and the hobby shop guy? Where like two months ago, they like they were a great guy, and then suddenly they. Dean says, nice guy turned douche, I think is his specific words. Um, and I thought you were going to sneeze. <laughs> She's just yawning. <laughs> Richie tells them about Trotter, a local businessman. Apparently he used to be like head of the Rotary Club. I still don't really know what a Rotary Club is. Me neither. I also can't dis- see this guy being the head of any Rotary Club because I usually associate those with like old ladies. But... <laughs> I think it's some kind of relief society-esque thing. I thought it was like a golf club for rich people. <laughs> Let's Google really what a Rotary Club is. Um, Rotary Club. What? what the heck is a Rotary Club? Oh, Rotary is an organization of business and professional leaders united worldwide who provide humanitarian service, encourage high ethical standards in all vocations, and help build goodwill and peace in the world. It's oh. a world's first service club. Never heard of it. I mean, I guess the reason I, I associate it... I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> yeah, I think the reason I associate it with, like, little ladies and stuff is because in, like, like, Victorian era books or like not victorian era like anne of green gables mm-hmm. era stuff there's always like the old lady that were that runs the rotary club oh you know that's that's yeah. that's that's why i think okay. relief society which is for anybody who's not wasn't raised in the mormon church um relief society is the women's program for women 18 and older so they meet every sunday for their sunday school and have like get-togethers throughout the month and stuff so um um did you grow up watching Anne of Green Gables too those movies no but I've read all of the books okay (laughs) (laughs) I I remember I think I watched the first movie the movie but I've read all the books it was called the ladies aid society yes yeah Because Marilla would go to the ladies' yes. aid society. Yeah, <laughs> I think I that's that's the sort of thing that I've always associated Rotary Club with in my head. I feel like whenever it comes up in fiction, it's always a, like an older woman that's like the head of the Rotary Club, you know. <laughs> and I always just pictured it as like a HOA relief society mashup. Um, but yeah, so according. To Richie, though, this guy Trotter, who apparently used to be the head of the Rotary Club in this area, um, just overnight turned into a giant douchebag. Um, and he tells the boys that he sh- um, Trotter should be at his bar. So the boys go to Trotter's bar. Uh, we get a little moment of Run Through the Jungle by Creedence Clearwater Revival. It's a great song. Um... Business is booming. Dean's like, I thought you said this was like a rundown, like backwater town. And Sam's like, Yeah, it was. <laughs> There's like this bar is packed. Yeah. There's people all over the streets. 
Lots of sex workers. Dean gets hit on by a lady in a car. Sam's like, nope. <laughs> the way Sam just, like, waves awkwardly at her as he steers Dean away is <laughs> too funny. Um, but they, the boys meet up with Richie, who points out uh, Trotter to them. He's a big, bald guy in a suit. He definitely looks like a mob boss of some kind. <laughs> like... Uh, he'd fit right in, like, a mafia movie or something, or in a, a John Wick movie. Um, Dean decides he's gonna do some quote-unquote research with the bartender. Uh, Richie's like, look out, I've got something lined up with her later, and Dean's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, don't doubt the man, Dean. <laughs> um, but he tells Sam after Richie leaves, um, to free the hostages in the bathroom. What? Is what I he tells Dean. <laughs> he says he ha- he basically says he has to pee, and then he's like, "I gotta go free the hostages." I was like, "That does not sound like peeing to me." <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Um. Okay, Richie. <laughs> you do you. <laughs> oh. Dean tells Sam, uh, a, in reference to the bartender, you could fit that ass on a nickel. Which, what? Whatever that means. <laughs> Googling this phrase leads to a bunch of Supernatural viewers asking the same question. Um, it gives me Persqueeter vibes. I realized, I discovered that <laughs> yeah. Persqueeter did not actually originate with Sa- with Dean in season one. Se- or I think so. Um, like 2005, that there's actually like a 2001 piece of media. Um, with the word Persqueeter in the title. That's where they got it from. <laughs> I guess so. Um, <laughs> but this feels like another Deanism. But I think essentially what it means is that she like has a really like tight ass, <laughs> something. Yeah. Um, it's like circular <laughs> butt, I guess. I don't know. I don't think so. Just she's got a really nice butt, which she does. They're not wrong. <laughs> she does. Um, but what the fuck, dude? <laughs> uh, this is when they encounter Father Gill at the bar. <laughs> He overhears what Dean said and is like, you think so? Dean's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, They ask Gil what he's doing there. He says he goes where his flock is. Uh, And then the bartender, Casey, cuts in and is like, well, also the clergy drink for free. (laughs) Uh, Gil tells her that she owes him a confession. Uh, He better see her butt in in church on Sunday. And then as he leaves, he turns to Dean and he goes, nickel or no nickel. That's, like, the first clue that, like, they're a little bit, that they're a thing. Because, like, yeah. what what pastor says that about a member of his own congregation <laughs> and isn't a, that they don't have a thing? Like, what? Okay, but Father Gill leaves, um, and Casey asks Dean what he wants to drink. Uh, he asks what her specialty is. She says she makes a mean hurricane, and he's like cool, I'll have one of those. And Sam is standing off to the side like, oh my god, you drink hurricanes now? Like, he teases Dean a little bit and Dean's like, I do now. <laughs> like, it's so great. I love Sam being, like, amused um, at his brother fucking around and flirting and stuff. It's always too cute. Um, but while Dean's waiting for his drink, which I don't think he actually gets, um... <laughs> Sam spots a man approach a pool table with a gun in his hand. And this man confronts and shoots another man um, before trying to commit suicide um, just the same way Andy did. 
Um, before he can do that, though, Dean tackles him to the ground, and they get the gun away from him. Um, Sam splashes him with holy water to find out that he's not possessed, and this guy, Reggie, reveals that the man that he killed slept with Reggie's wife. Um, so this was a revenge. So, the... <laughs> the boys are now heroes, specifically Dean. Dean is the big hero. Uh, this is bugging me. Sorry. The positioning of my... <laughs> my Google Chrome browser <laughs> was bothering me. Um, cops come. Richie gets taken away. Sam is like, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. Um, and Dean's like, play it cool, play it cool. And then a, an officer comes over and tells them that a photographer is going to come take their picture. And they're both like, yep, nope, goodbye. <laughs> so they slip away. But before they do, they Dean realizes that Richie is gone. Um, and we cut to Richie and Casey arriving at a, like, big, like, mansion-y, like, castle, castle-y kind of mansion. That's kind of the vibes I get from the outside a little bit. Like, mm -hmm. brick, facade, um, Haley's phone is blowing up, good lord. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. <laughs> um, they're arriving here, uh, Casey tells Richie that this... Uh, her parents left her this house. She comes here when she wants to be alone. She's definitely not alone. Um, she takes him down to the basement. He's like unsure about this sketchy dungeon basement. Uh, he's like, we could go get a room, go back to my boat, my motel room. He's like, I've got oils. She's like, but I have toys. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, no, toys trump oils. <laughs> yep. I'm with Richie on that one. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I love a good a good massage oil. We have a bottle of massage oil. It's great. It's fun. <laughs> it's really nice stuff. It's a good way to just like be intimate with each other. You know, it doesn't even have to be sexy. It just feels nice. You know. Yeah. <laughs> also, my skin is so dry. Haley <laughs> was massaging my back once, and she like poured the oil on my back, and then she like caps the bottle and sets it down, and then goes to like. <laughs> Do a massage and the oil is gone. <laughs> she was like, like, like my skin just like soaked it up. It was bad. Um, but yeah, I do still do still think toys trump oils. Um, but uh, poor Richie is not going to find experience any toys of any kind. <laughs> I feel like Casey's the kind of chick to have some good ones too, because um, she murders him. She reveals herself to be a demon. He pulls a knife on her, and she breaks his neck. And by breaks his neck, I mean she turns his head completely around. It's really creepy. The effect yeah. is a little I, bit wonky. I looked down for a minute, and then I looked back she, up, and I just see, like, she, his head snap. She his looked snap. up in time to see his head turn around. I was like, oh. And then he falls out of frame. <laughs> it was the funniest thing, because she was looking down at her switch. <laughs> it was great. It was real great. Um, back at, I think they're at a diner. Dean keeps calling Richie, but he isn't getting an answer, so he decides to go look for him. Uh, Sam's like, well, I'm gonna go investigate Trotter, and the two make, he, he tells Dean that, like, Trotter gave him a weird look after Dean stopped, um, that one guy from committing suicide. Sam, he got a weird feeling about it. Um, he and Trotter did, like, make eye contact across the bar, and it was a weird moment. Yeah, it was a weird moment. <laughs> it was definitely a weird moment, 
But I don't know what was on Trotter's mind. <laughs> um, meanwhile, back at Bobby's house, Bobby is testing out the cult uh, when Ruby arrives and offers to help him make it capable of killing demons again. Um, she, like, reveals herself to be a demon, and he's like, oh, target practice. And she's like, okay, then, shoot me. Uh, <laughs> and he shoots her, and then she's like, ow. ow. <laughs> uh, he asks what she wants, and she says, peace on earth, a new shirt. <laughs> I love Ruby so much. <laughs> she's great. But she offers De- or Bobby her help in fixing the cult. Um, I love... This is something that was mentioned in, um, we will talk about its coverage of Dead Man's Blood. I've been getting caught up. I've caught up on season one. I gotta do a season two binge. Um, would they, um, Megan mentions how she really likes they don't ever explain how the cult is the way it is. Yeah. And after she pointed out, I was like, yes, that's part of what makes it so perfect. Like, it connected a, a some dots in my head and I was like oh my god you're right because we get the like on the night a night when um Haley's comet was in the sky and all those men died at the Alamo Samuel Colt made a gun for a hunter with 13 bullets that could kill anything like that's it that's the whole legend that's all we know (laughs) um that's all we're ever told really about it and so when Ruby comes in and helps Bobby fix the cult like I think it like, you think for a moment, like, oh, maybe she'll, maybe we'll get to see how it works, but nope, never explained. It just is fixed now. We never get to see what specifically makes the cult tick, and I love that. I think it's real fun. This mystery, it's good fun. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, back in Ohio, <laughs> uh, Sam goes to investigate Trotter, um, before, while well, he's waiting for Trotter and his, like, guard bodyguard dude to come out of their the office he calls dean real quick tells him to meet him at the bar in 20 minutes um so dean goes to the bar where he gets hit on by a sex worker uh he turns her down um uh and casey's like wow i don't think i've ever seen anyone strike out with a sex worker what did you say <laughs> dean's like i just told her i had a thing with the bartender uh, casey's like well who, what if the bartender's not available um and they end up going back to her place. Because <laughs> that is how Dean rolls. Um, meanwhile, Dean or Sam breaks into Trotter's office. He is rummaging through things really fast, but ends up getting caught by Trotter and his bodyguard. Um, he, like, he, like, wrestles with the guard and gets his, like, arms tied up, like, wrapped up in his jacket. Like, the guy just stands there <laughs> with his arms all caught in his coat. Like, what the heck just happened? <laughs> it's real slick. Um... Trotter pulls a gun on Sam, uh, and then is like, I'm gonna call the cops, and Sam's like, whoa, hold on a second, a demon wouldn't call the cops, a demon would just shoot me. (laughs) Um, so this is Sam's first clue that Trotter is not a demon. He disarms Trotter, splashes them both with holy water, which they both just stand there like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? And nothing happens, obviously, because neither of them is a demon. (laughs) Sam's like... This is just a misunderstanding. <laughs> he's like, I'll take these. And he, like, takes the bullets out of the gun. And then he's like, I'm gonna leave this here. And he sets the gun down. And he's like, have a nice day. Bye. <laughs> he just... 
his grimace as he walks down the hallway as soon as his back is to them and he like cringes to himself oh my god this is the only like instance of like a secondhand embarrassment comedy uh in any anything i've ever watched or read that makes me actually laugh every time because it's so freaking funny it's so cute that that's the way my friends and I have always described it is Sam cutes himself out of trouble. <laughs> it's comedy gold. Yeah, Because he, he just suddenly goes from this, like, weird dude who's, like, disarmed them both and splashed water on them to, like, this adorable puppy dog that's like, ah, this is just a misunderstanding. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and he didn't, like, take anything, you know? Oh, it's so cute. So cute. Um, so Sam leaves to go find Dean. Uh, Dean has gone with Casey to her creepy basement. <laughs> He's like, I see the maid's day. It's the maid's day off. Um, and this is where he reveals that actually he already knows she's a demon. He already knows she killed Richie. He apparently gave Richie a popper burial at some point in here. I don't know when that happened. Um, because he, that's, that's what clues Casey in. I noticed that this time, this watch through, as she goes down, there is a, door that's open that she notices and you can like see it on her face that she's like hold on that was closed and then she like takes her jacket off and like walks over to it and as she like turns the light on dean's like oh yeah by the way richie was my friend but like you can see it on her face that she's already putting dots together like she probably i'm sure she already knows dean's a hunter but this is her realizing that dean knows that she's she's the demon yeah (laughs) i feel like the creepy basement was a clue (laughs) <laughs> just a little bit a thought um well i'll have a creepy dungeon but it's a little obvious <laughs> especially to a hunter especially to a hunter <laughs> um but dean reveals that he has hidden a devil trap under the rug which she is now stuck inside of um and then he pulls out a book to exercise this demon uh, but she is a kick-ass demon. <laughs> this demon and the one possessing Father Gill, I'm just gonna call them by their names because we don't actually ever find out the demon's names. Um, same with Meg. Like, we never find out Meg's demon name. Yeah. She just goes by Meg. Um. Maybe that is her demon name. I think it's more just that she was like, you know what, I like this name. You know, and stuck with it. Yeah. Plus it would have been confusing, maybe for the audience. The writers were like, no, we'll just call her Meg for the rest of forever. <laughs> Um, but Casey kicks up this wind that rips all the pages out of this book, and then she caves in the basement stairs, <laughs> which, uh, means uh, they we, are now at a stalemate. Do we ever figure out, uh, find out why they're able to resist being exercised, these specific ones? I think she's just a really powerful demon. Huh. Um, and it's, I think it's... Because she was able to stop him from getting too far into the exorcism. The exorcism prayer is actually really long. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like a good, go like, a minute while. or two. It's it's a <laughs> lot of Latin. Um, and Dean does not have it memorized. <laughs> um, but As we find out. <laughs> yeah, she says that they are now at a stalemate. Um, because she has backup on the way. Dean has backup on the way. Like, Dean, like, tries to do the, the Latin without the book. Uh, and he gets, like the first, like, four words, 
and then he's got nothing, and she's like, you should have paid attention in Latin class, and he's like, well, that's okay, because I have someone coming, and he did pay attention in class. <laughs> it's a very subtle way of, not so subtle way of saying my brother's a fucking nerd. Also, fun fact, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before, Jared took Latin in school. He took Latin, really? <laughs> yeah, he took Latin in high school. I think he originally took it, I don't remember, for some reason... Not just because he thought the language was cool, but he took Latin in high school. It's not the same Latin as he had to use on the show, but, like, it was close enough that he already, like, had pronunciation and stuff down. So, like, Jared actually has to memorize, because Jared actually kind of knows a little bit of Latin. Because <laughs> um, Jared is also a giant nerd. <laughs> he's a giant goofball, but he's also a giant nerd. Um... So, we go back to the bar. Well, Casey tells Dean, you know, we'll just have to see who arrives first. Um, Dean's back up or her back up. Uh, specifically, she says the cavalry or the Indians. Um, and then we jump back to the bar where Sam is getting eyed up by the same sex worker who hit on Dean earlier. Uh, he is very awkward. <laughs> He's like, yeah, hi. Please stop staring at me. <laughs> She's got, like, a sucker, like a dum-dum-style sucker <laughs> that she's got working on. Um, the Dane, Dean, or Sam goes to the other bartender, uh, asks if he's seen Dean. He ends up having to pay the guy $40, I think, to get him to tell <laughs> him um, first that Dean left with Casey and then where Casey lives. I love this bartender. He's fabulous. <laughs> the way he goes from, like, what, you think I'm going to give you a co-worker's address so you can go be a... Like, get your peeping Tom rocks off to corner of Piermont Clinton as soon as the bill hits his hand. It's so good. <laughs> Pure gold. Um, back in the basement, Dean is still searching for a way out. Uh, and Casey's like, you know, I didn't actually do anything in this town. And he's like, yeah, sure. And she's like, no, really? You know what I did do? I had lunch. She had lunch with Trotter. He had something and she had a salad i think he had a, a cheeseburger and she had a salad or something like that um and she encouraged him to introduce gambling sex work all of this stuff the and now as a result uh all of the behavior that is happening in elizabethville is just due to people being people she says if you build it they will come and they did and she says humans are weak and that is how the demons will win um, and Dean's like, and then that's the end of everything, right? And she says, no, it's the beginning. Um, jump to Sam. He has arrived at Casey's apartment. His face when he knocks on the door and it just swings open. <laughs> Pretty great. There is no Dean here, obviously, and definitely no Casey. Um, but he does find sulfur. Um, go back to the bar. Or, not back to the bar, back to the basement. Um, I love just all of Dean and Casey's mm -hmm. conversations. Just this whole long scene is so good. Um, because she reveals um, that demons have, like, they have a conversation about belief. Mm -hmm. And, like, that demons have a, a belief in a higher being. She's like, humans don't have a monopoly on a higher power. And he's like, what the fuck? She's <laughs> like, yeah, Lucifer is our god. He created us. Uh, nobody's seen him. Um, <laughs> but I believe, like, he, she says that she has faith, um, 
she tells Dean that Lucifer that Lucifer means light bringer, which is true. If I remember, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and that he was the most beautiful of God's angels, but he refused to bow to humans and was punished for it. Um, meanwhile, we just jump back and forth here a lot. Sam is called Bobby and gotten a voicemail. Uh, he leaves a voicemail telling him that Dean's missing, uh, as he returns to Trotter's Bar where he goes to talk to Father Gill to explain, um, that he explains to Father Gill that Casey and Dean are missing, uh, he thinks they might be in trouble, and Gil's like, well, I think I might know where they are, just let me grab my coat, he insists on coming along, and as he puts his coat on with his back to Sam, we see his eyes turn black. Dun, dun, dun. A possessed priest is the coolest. <laughs> I love it. I think it's great. It's a fun, fun, de- fun, fun way to do it. Um, back in the basement, turning to the basement, um... Casey tells Dean that she thinks he's likable. He's like, you're not, she's like, you're not at all what, like, they say you are. I think you're actually kind of (laughs) cool. She kind of has some respect for him. And she says that she doesn't think that the deal he made for Sam was stupid. Even though other demons might say it was, um, she disagrees. Um, she asks if Dean is scared and he says he's not, uh, he is, uh, 100% lying. You do not have to know Dean to know that he is lying through his teeth. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Sam and Gil are on their way over, and we have a, um, yeah, I think this is the right order. Yeah. Okay, I was unsure if my paragraphs were in the right order. Gil asks Sam if he likes being an insurance investigator, and we kind of get, because audience knows that Gil's a hunter, Sam doesn't, or, audience knows that Gil's a demon, sorry. <laughs> Sam like, doesn't what? know. Listen. <laughs> Listen. My brain like, is I working hard. It's, it's late. Um, the audience knows that Gil is a demon. Sam doesn't know. The audience knows that Gil knows that Sam is a hunter. <laughs> um, so he asks if Sam likes being an insurance investigator, and Sam's like, well, I like being able to help people. Gil's like, well, you seem like a smart kid. Like, you could, you could do great things. I see you as, like, a leader at the front of the pack. And Sam's, like, like, getting a little weirded out. <laughs> He's like, no, I, I'm, I'm pretty happy with my life. Uh, <laughs> thanks, though. <laughs> uh, Gil asks if Dean finds trouble often. <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> or trouble finds him. It, what is that line from Harry Potter? <laughs> Trouble finds me. I don't <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't go looking that. for trouble. <laughs> um that's a great Dr. Seuss quote about trouble. Here, let me find it. Um Where did it go? Yeah, here it is. I think it's from Last Nowhere on the Right, I think, is a book. Uh, It says, I've learned there are troubles of more than one kind. Some come from ahead and some come from behind. But I've bought a big bat. I'm already, you see. Now my troubles are going to have troubles with me. (laughs) Dean vibes. (laughs) It is Dean core right there. Um, Back in the basement. Dean asks the big question. Uh, He's like, the gate opened. The demon army was released. Now what? 
He's like, there doesn't really seem to be much of a plan going on. She's like, well, there was a plan. She's like, Azazel was crazy. He was a tyrant, but he kept us all together, and then he died, and it all fell apart. What exactly uh, is their plan to take over Earth or something? I guess. Uh, and Dean's like, I'm sorry, who? <laughs> She's like, what, you think everybody calls him Yellow Eyes? <laughs> no, he had a freaking name. Especially since there's this more is... than one Yellow Eyes, right? Yeah, there's four. So that would be confusing. Yeah. Because they would all be called Yellow Eyes. Yeah. I think we only ever meet... Maybe there's only three. I'm not sure now. <laughs> now I need to check the wiki. Uncertain. Um... Oh yeah, I was right. Trotter did have a cheeseburger. Do 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 do. Let me just search. Zazel. I spelled it wrong for a second. Okay, um, he is a prince of hell. Yeah, okay, yeah, I was right, there are four, I forgot about this guy. <laughs> I was remembering these two, and not this one. <laughs> For... These two are more memorable than this one, but this one's around longer. <laughs> Spoilers for you. <laughs> but, okay, yeah, there are four princes of hell. Azazel is the first one we encounter. But yeah, there are four yellow eyes out there. <laughs> or there are three now. Um, but she says, Dean's like, well, like, who who was the backup? And she explains that Sam was the, the general. He was supposed to lead the army. Uh, but he hasn't really stepped up to the plate. And now there is no structure. There are demons fighting for power. Everyone's vying for the crown. And Casey... He, she's like, it's chaos, you know? And then she says, for what it's worth, I was ready to follow Sam. Um, which is a very interesting reveal. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this is when Sam and Gil arrive. Uh, when nobody answers the door, Sam sends Gil one way, he goes the other way, and he finds a window to the basement where Dean is uh, and encounters Dean. Uh, he tells Dean that he arrived with, uh, the, pa or with the father, uh, Dean's like, he like looks back at Casey and I think he sees something in her eyes. Like she tries to kind of keep a neutral expression, but I think he sees something where she's like, that he's like, yeah, mm -mm. she kind of like smirks a little yeah. bit. He's like, mm, that may not be a good thing. He tells Sam to be careful. Uh, immediately Sam encounters Gil who reveals himself to be a demon, which is when Bobby arrives. He has damn good timing. <laughs> Like scene cracks me up. And oh then my gosh. First he he misses the shot. Bobby. Really? You're better than this. Uh he he tries to shoot Gil with the Colt and misses. Uh and then Gil throws him. <laughs> and the way he flies off screen, it's very CGI. Like it doesn't feel it's at so all. fast too. It's like faster than yeah. gravity. I don't know. It's I think like... that's part of why it feels so weird. I, I feel like, like they must have done. Helium. <laughs> they must have done like a. Um, he got yeeted. <laughs> they must have done like a stunt thing where they had like a stunt guy in a harness and then yanked him off screen. That's how they usually do those sorts of things. Um, but I feel like they sped it up because the way he goes <laughs> flying is, it's 
not normal. It's... I really want to replay that moment over and over again. <laughs> I watched it a couple times last night because was, it was so funny. And I was just watching it on normal speed. <laughs> it was so fast. On oh, <laughs> one time speed, that's probably a really one and a half. Yeah. yeah. It was, it's so fast. It's so fast. It's so funny. Oh my gosh. Um, and Gil throws Sam into a windshield. Um, before he breaks the front door down and heads down to the basement. Um, Sam rushes to Bobby, who's like, go, and gives him the gun. And as Sam straightens with the, the Colt in hand, Ruby appears and is like, well, you heard him. Go. <laughs> she doesn't do anything. She just tells Sam to get a move on. <laughs> um, Down in the basement, Father Gill is... These are pa- This is a powerful demon. This is a badass demon. I love... We get to see demons using cool powers and stuff, but he, um, he pushes all of the debris aside, um, to get into the basement, uh, and Casey very dramatically stops him. He throws Dean. He throws Dean, like he did with Sam and Bobby, but then Casey very dramatically stops him from crossing into the Devil's Trap. I feel like he should have paid attention. <laughs> There's probably an obvious reason that she hasn't killed Dean yet. <laughs> or something. Yeah, and the fact that she's stuck in a circle. <laughs> um, uh, he does this cool thing where he, like, crouches down and hits the ground. And then, like, there's, like, a spark of, like, purplish kind of lightning. And then cracks spread out and break the trap. Um, and then they embrace... Quite intimately, and we learn that they have been lovers for centuries. Um, Gil's like, or Dean's like, really? (laughs) Um, uh, Gil grabs Dean by the throat and is about to kill him, despite Casey trying to persuade him not to, uh, which is kind of surprising. Casey's like, no, leave him, let's just go. Uh, When Sam arrives and shoots Gil with the colt, which works. (laughs) Yay! <laughs> Lucky for Sam. <laughs> I think mean, he probably figured that like Bobby wouldn't have brought the gun and been so sure about giving Sam the gun if it didn't work. Um, and then before Dean can stop him, Sam turns the gun on Casey and shoots her as well. Um, what did you think about the way that this plays out with Sam? Did it seem cold to you? Hmm. Not particularly. It didn't seem cold to me. Dean describes it as cold in a second, but this feels more like, like, calculated, like, doing what has to be done, and not like, I don't have a heart. Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, He did it before, or like, as Dean was telling him to not do it. So it's like he didn't really have time to react. He's like, oh, demon, shoot, you know? Yeah, he's like, two demons, (laughs) let's kill both of them. Um, but yeah, so we cut to, both of the demons are dead now, as are their vessels. Um, we cut to the next morning, uh, Dean and Bobby are walking downtown, I'm not sure where they're going, I don't know, to get food or something, maybe. Yeah. Um, and the town hasn't really changed that much. Dean wonders if people want to change, or if it's a losing battle. Like, if they, they want to be good, or if they're just gonna, like, now that they're on this, this path of all these vices, so is it just... That's just the way it's gonna be. Um, Dean's, or Bobby's like, is that you or the demon talking? And Dean's like, nah, it's me. Uh, then he says the demon's dead, and so is the girl it was possessing. Um, Bobby's like, well, it had to be done. Sam saved you. Dean's like, well, you didn't see it, Bobby. The way he did it was cold. 
I don't agree. I don't agree with this. Yeah. Um, and Bob, or Dean can, this is when Dean tells Bobby about the question raised by Zazel in 2.22 about whether or not what he brought back with his deal is 100% pure Sam. Um, and Bobby's like, nah, he's fine. Um, demons lie. Dean's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. But it's very clear that neither of them believe what they're saying. Um, which is very interesting. And we jump back to the motel. I have thoughts on this, but we're going to get through the rest of the episode and then I'll share them. Um, back at the motel, Sam is packing when Ruby arrives and congratulates him on killing the demons. Sam's like, I killed two people too. Uh, he's very, he's actually kind of upset by this. She's like, well, you probably did them a favor. Um, cause she says demons tend to ride their vessels hard and put them up wet. Um, which is a equestrian <laughs> mm. phrase. I think it often gets equated to sex these days, but it comes from horseback riding. I've never heard that term. Because, so. <laughs> um, when you're done riding a horse... Especially if you've had gone, like, for a long, hard ride, you, like, wipe them down because they get all sweaty. Yeah. And so they get all wet. So you ride the horse hard, and then you put it back in its stall wet, like, without taking care of it. I can see basically. how it's it, uh, Yes. <laughs> but it's just, like, it, it's, a, it's about having, like, a lack of concern for the, the well-being yeah. of the animal. Um, Sam calls her a cold bitch. <laughs> Not inaccurate. <laughs> uh, he questions her motives. Uh, she's like, well, just give me the gun if you don't want my help. Um, she totally dodges this question. Uh, he's, she's like, don't you forget I can help you save Dean. And he's like, yeah, you keep saying that and you haven't freaking done anything. She's like, everything in time. And he, this is when he threatens her with the cult. And she's like, go ahead, do it. Uh, but then when Dean goes to hell, like... You, you know, it'll be your fault, basically, for not having taken advantage of Ruby's offer of help. Um, and Sam, he de hesitates for a moment, and then he uncocks the gun and he puts it down. Uh, Ruby says, that's my boy, and it feels icky. I don't like it. I don't like it. That is Dean's line. It just feels wrong coming from Ruby. I feel like in season four, if she said it, it would feel okay. But this early in their relationship, when she's still, like, a sketchy, questionable ally, like, yeah. maybe an ally, maybe a not, like, it just feels bad. It feels like the manipulation is very obvious here. That's a spoiler. <laughs> but it's very clear that, like, she is not all in this for altruistic reasons. Um, she tells Sam that this isn't going to be easy. He's going to have to do things that go against his gentle nature. Sam's like, yeah, well, I don't have to like it. Uh, and she says that he wouldn't be himself if he did. Uh, I think this, that bit. Um, well, she then tells Sam that he'll be the, uh, the little fallen angel on his shoulder. Um, but this bit where she tells Sam that if he did like all of these difficult things, that it wouldn't, that it, he wouldn't be himself. I think it was really important and it really stands in contrast to Sam, or Dean and Bobby's conversation about whether Sam came back quote unquote right. 
Uh-huh. Um, personally, I don't think Sam came back wrong. I think Dean is just seeing his brother in a new light and seeing his brother developing in ways he would have never expected Sam to be capable of, but which make perfect sense considering what Sam's going through. Mm-hmm. Sam is willing to make the hard choices if he thinks the ends justify the means. That that's always been a factor, a, char- a facet of Sam's character. Um, for example, in um, Sacrifice, when he wants to run back into the burning house to stop Yellow Eyes, like he knows that he'll probably die, but it's worth it to kill Azazel in his eyes, like you know. Like, he, yeah. he gets very caught up in this is what I have to do, and I will do anything it takes to get there. Um, he's determined, but he's also, at the same time, he's determined to do good because he thinks that he is destined to be bad. Uh, and as a result, he struggles to walk this line between the two because the world is not black and white. There is not just good and evil. It's a, it's a spectrum. <laughs> it's the life is multifaceted, choices are multifaceted, that no choice is 100% good or 100% bad. Um, and I think that's something I really like about Sam and Sam's character. And I think Ruby is right, like, he doesn't have to enjoy any of the dark stuff that he may have to do in order to save Dean. Um, and, but if he, and if he did, then it would mean that, like, he was changing in a bad way, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think this is the thing that Dean's not seeing. Dean's not seeing Sam's confliction about having killed demons to save his brother, but also having killed two humans. Mm-hmm. You know, Dean doesn't get to see that. He's not witness to that. And so in his eyes, Sam just killed those people in cold blood. But he, cause, but he's not, he is totally unaware of Sam's inner conflict over, like, did I but do also, something like, if bad? If the roles were reversed, I could see Dean doing the same thing, like, exactly. to save Sam exactly. into shooting the demon. Yeah. He does. He does it in um, Devil's Trap. Yeah. He does it in Devil's Trap when Sam gets attacked he's not by. Thinking about that. When Sam gets attacked by Tom the Demon and Dean shoots him, and then when they're back, they're at that cabin, and Dean's like, Sam's, you know, like, thank you for, like, saving me, and Dean's like, like, I killed a person. Like, there was a person in there. Yeah. You know? And Dean has this exact same moment where he's like, yeah, I did the hard thing to save my brother. But at the same time, he's like, yeah, I killed a demon, but I also killed a human. Yeah. You know? Dean has been in these, this spot, but because he is not witnessing Sam's inner conflict, he seems unaware that the conflict is even happening. <laughs> yeah. This is one of those instances of if Dean would listen would to just, his frickin' brother. If they would communicate their feelings. Yeah. <laughs> so many problems would be solved. <laughs> so many. <laughs> oh, I love this show. But these boys need to get their heads out of their asses. Spoiler alert, they won't. <laughs> Would it be this the show if it were? Yeah, no, they're they hopeless. We love them. <laughs> they're disasters. Alrighty. I think that is it for this episode. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about, my love? Um, I just like that we were able to, like kind of get to know the demons better. Yes! And, like, their motivation and their yes. side of things. Uh-huh. And that maybe the demons are a bit more 
less black and white than we thought, you mm-hmm. know? Which kind of explains it's so some interesting. explanation towards, like, Ruby as well. Like, yeah. why she's the way she is. Yeah, because I think Casey and Ruby's stand is, like, very interesting, like, yeah. comparisons to make. Because Casey is just like, hey, we're just here to have a good time, you know? Like, why do you think we all want to get out of hell? Because hell fucking sucks. Yeah. Like, and she's like, well, we're we're gonna bring about a new age, you know, with demons at the head, and we'll do it right this time, is I think what she says. Mm-hmm. And then Ruby is also doing, like, sh- her morals are all, like, gray and questionable, too, and it's just so interesting to see these characters. I love Casey. She's such a great character. And that actress, Sasha, does a yeah. fantastic job. She's so good. She's also fucking stunning. Oh, <laughs> yeah. She just plays... <laughs> this, is, this is what I was saying. I think... I don't remember... Did I say this on the podcast? Or did I say it while we were watching the episode? That Casey is the... One of the most interesting, like, one-off female yeah. act... Or female characters we get in, like, the whole show. Mm-hmm. Like, there's other interesting female characters, but a lot of them just come back from multiple episodes, so we get to see more of their personality fleshed out. Meanwhile, Casey only has this one episode, because she dies, but she's so interesting, and she reveals so much about, like, demon kind, and, like, the whole idea that demons, like, worship Lucifer as a god, mm-hmm. and, like, that she has faith in this higher being. The idea of a demon having faith yeah. is just so it's, fascinating. It's a fun idea, yeah. It's so cool. I, I don't remember who wrote that episode. Um, Robert Singer and Jeremy Carver, they did an excellent job. I really like this episode. Uh, obviously it's got some kind of questionable bits, um, but <laughs> there's a really awkward moment where she's, like, stretched out on the rug and Dean's, like, watching her. And she's like, Dean, if I didn't know any better, I'd say that was lust in your eyes. <laughs> she's like, you know, that, that'd be an interesting way to pass the time, but I don't think you'd respect me in the morning. And he's like, well, I already don't respect you. <laughs> it's so, it's just a fun little moment. That really kind of shows, like, their actual dynamic. That he, like, really has zero trust for this demon, but also he finds her fascinating and he wants to get all the information he can out of her. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, overall, this is just a really solid episode. And like I said earlier, when we were, after we finished watching it again, this is an episode where, like, a lot happens, but also not a lot happens. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the plot of this episode is, like, really short. But also, there is so much shit packed in. <laughs> it's, I feel like it's like less action, more dialogue. Yeah, a lot, kind of more like like uh, philosophical. Yeah, and ex- a little bit expositiony, but not in a bad way. Like it's very well done. Um, at no point, and part of it's the writing. Part of it is Sasha and Jensen's like chemistry and the way they just play off of each other really well. Um, and Sasha's fantastic acting um that none of her big monologues and stuff feel at all like boring or like they're dragging on in any way like it's all so interesting to listen to so it's a very good fun episode i like it Mm -hmm. it's a good episode it was a good one and next week is bedtime stories which is meh (laughs) it's an okay episode 
I think this is the one where Jared gets to kill his, um, fiance. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, the Crossroads Demon in Bedtime Stars is played by Jared's at, like, at the time, girlfriend, Sandra McCoy. Oh. And they were engaged for a hot minute, and then they broke up. And then Jared started dating Genevieve. <laughs> and now we know where that is! Because <laughs> I think they've been married, what, 12 years now? Yeah, because they got married in 2010. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. So... Yeah, he shoots her in this episode. He gets to kill his girlfriend. That's fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that is it for this episode. I think that's all I have to cover. Um, where, oh, where is my outro? <laughs> I never remember how the outro goes. The intro is easy. The outro is a little trickier. <laughs> um, just because it's just all the things. It's all of our socials. Yeah, I gotta plug all the things. Do a little self-promotion. But yeah, that is it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear and you haven't already, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Podbean is our home base. All those fun places. Um, Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. It helps the algorithm. Helps more people find us. And if you can, uh, if you have fellow Supernatural fans that you think would like us, tell them about the podcast be great if it if every one of our listeners shared the podcast one time like how many new potential listeners will we find <laughs> um if you would like to reach out you can find the podcast on twitter at talk about sam pod on instagram at we need to talk about sam podcast and on tumblr and tiktok at we need to talk about sam um i'm little red on twitter and the little red who could on tw- i'm sorry wow my words just shush shush <laughs> i'm little red who could on twitter and the little red who could on tumblr and Haley, my love where can the people find you um you can find me on twitter at life flows on three and tumblr at hf thoughts dash blog all right and as always all of those links as well as the link to um the super wiki page for this episode because that's where i pulled my summary from uh and any other links i don't think there's anything else i need to link there was no lore or anything but all that will be in the show notes um and thank you guys again so much for listening we will talk to you next week bye (laughs) (laughs) i'm waiting for you (laughs) build the suspense Yoshi. Well, that's not one of the lined up ones. Yeah, we had this conversation last time we recorded. <laughs> I think we did, yeah. We did. Fidget. No, get a squishy Everybody's friend. Fidget. Nope, get a squishy friend. <laughs> squishy friends don't make noise. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs>
got my nose pierced today. <gasps> yes! <laughs> Exciting news! You got her nose pierced. <laughs> it's just a little stud. It's a little nose stud, yeah. On one side. It's a nostril piercing. What, so. What's, like, stone is it? Ow. Sorry. It's, uh... All I did was touch. It's very sensitive. <laughs> She's a little tender right now. Um, her arm is also a little tender. She I had to get a her... booster shot to get it. She had to get her booster. Yeah. Um, I want a cube. I don't know what stone. It's probably just like a cubic zirconium or something. Yeah, but I mean, like, what is it, like, based on, inspired by? Kind oh, of it kind of looks like no aquamarine. It's kind of a minty, like, blue, green Combination. It looks much more blue to me, like a kind of a sky blue, at least in this lighting. It makes me think aquamarine. Yeah. Which happens to be my birthstone. <laughs> it's kind of a teal. It's pity. It's Sorry, just... I'm turned around because I'm picking a candle. <laughs> it's just a little stud, but I like it. You're a stud. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. I love you. I love you. It's harshed my candle lighter. <laughs> I'm gonna... My, um mark this my back seized up as soon as he pierced it <laughs> which was kind of really good timing yeah because i was concentrating on my back pain instead of the piercing pain 